and welcome to another Infusion Therapy Podcast. Today we will be focusing our attention on aseptic non-touch technique, also known as ANTT. The participants today include myself, Angie Cosgrove, along with two of our Omnicare Infusion nurses, Diane Davis and Peggy O'Keefe. Frequently, clinicians become confused as to when to use aseptic technique versus clean technique versus sterile technique for the task at hand. Over time, these terms have all been interpreted differently. In ANTT, these techniques are replaced with the singular quality standard of asepsis. To reinforce this, the terms clean and sterile are no longer used. ANTT provides a standardized approach to educate and teach the clinician to reduce healthcare-associated infections. The practices and principles are designed for all invasive clinical procedures that involve a risk of infection to the patient. This includes the insertion and management of all vascular access devices. Like all infection prevention measures, ANTT starts with good hand hygiene. So Peggy, let's get started. Can you clarify these terms and perhaps clear up the confusion for us? Okay, so let's start by defining clean technique. Clean technique means that the items you are working with are free from visible marks and stains. Now microorganisms are invisible, so just because you can't see them, it doesn't mean they are not there. And this visual assist assessment is inappropriate for invasive clinical procedures or maintenance of indwelling medical devices, such as your IV catheters. Aseptic technique is the absence from pathogenic organisms in sufficient quantity to cause infections. This state is achievable, and it's effective in minimizing infection risk. This is the aim of ANTT. Okay. Diane, how does sterile technique differ? Well, Angie, sterile technique refers to the absence from all microorganisms. This state cannot be achieved because of the prevalence of microorganisms both in the air and atmosphere. In addition, the skin, because of its multiple layers, can never truly be made sterile. You know, that's right, Diane. And were you aware that over 90% of the dust is actually um, human skin cells? <laughs> wow, that is amazing to think about. So then, Diane, how does ANTT fit into our discussion today? Well, Angie, that's a great question. ANTT was developed to provide standard guidelines involving equipment and invasive procedures that promote or ensure asepsis. For example, hand hygiene and aseptic fields promote asepsis, but effective non-touch technique will ensure it. ANTT begins with a risk assessment. This assessment begins by asking the question, can you perform this procedure without contaminating key parts or key sites directly? A key part is that area on a piece of equipment that cannot be touched once it's exposed to air. If it's necessary to touch a key part directly, then sterile gloves should be worn to uh, minimize and ensure the risk of contamination. Okay, so Peggy, what would be example of a key part? 
Well, a key part, as just stated, is something that cannot be touched once it's exposed to the air or once it's outside of the package or even the protective covering is removed. Examples of key parts involved with IV administration and vascular access devices include things like the end of your syringe barrels, the male spikes on the administration set, openings on the end of your medication or solution bags, and the female openings on the end of your IV catheters, along with injection needles. Protecting the aseptic state of key parts is critically important, but management is straightforward. Simply put, the optimal way to protect a key part is never to touch them. Thank you for those great examples, Peggy. So now that we've defined key parts, you mentioned another term, key sites. Can you elaborate on what key sites represent? Sure. The key sites are identified as any area that can act as a portal of entry for microbes into the body. This would include your catheter IV insertion sites, your injection sites, or even open wounds. Are there specifics, Diane, on how ANTT is used? Yes, Angie. The Infusion Nurses Society, also known as INS, is an organization that sets the standards for infusion therapy. New standards will be released in January of 2021. Based on current information, these standards will include additions of aseptic non-touch technique as it relates to all infusion-related procedures, including infusion, access device insertion, and management, as well as the administration of infusion medications and solutions, as these are critical aspects of infection prevention. This also includes the recommendation that clinicians and patients, caregivers, who administer infusions and manage vascular access and other infusion devices should be educated in ANTT. And this is so important, guys. You know, ANTT needs to be efficient as well as safe. While the principles are the same, there's really two types of processes for ANTT surgical ANTT and standard ANTT. Both of these types are based on the nurse performing that risk assessment according to the technical difficulty of ensuring your key part and your key site asepsis. So surgical ANTT is used in the operating room, right Peggy? Yes, Angie, but surgical ANTT is used for more than just the operating room. It's also used for clinically invasive procedures such as placement of a pick at the bedside. Surgical ANTT must be used when achieving asepsis is technically difficult. It is important to perform surgical ANTT when a procedure will be long in duration, like usually lasting more than 20 minutes, like, you know, when a patient has that surgery you just mentioned. And surgical ANTT typically involves a combination of standard precautions and full barrier precautions, like, you know, when we use the sterile drapes. But standard ANTT is used for clinically invasive procedures where achieving asepsis is technically straightforward. It's shorter in duration, such as placing your peripheral IV catheter or performing maintenance care on a vascular access device. So the procedure, equipment, and technique may change based on the risk assessment question, but the quality standard of asepsis will not. 
An example would be when placing a peripheral IV catheter in a deep vein with limited visibility, which requires repalpation after skin asepsis. Surgical ANTT includes donning a pair of sterile gloves would be required to prevent contamination of the insertion site. The risk assessment is a key component of ANTT. Diane, can you review the factors that we should assess for surgical ANTT? Well, Angie, as it relates to placing a PIC or really any IV catheter that is going centrally, the practitioner assesses the difficulty of maintaining an asepsis of all key parts. There are multiple key parts when you place a PIC that require protection, there's significant manipulation, and the procedure area is large, and are the key site, the insertion site, is especially invasive. As it relates to all central catheter placements and to maintain asepsis, surgical ANTT is a must. So Peggy, then what factors are assessed for short-term peripheral IV catheter placement? Well, a short peripheral IV catheter placement would use standard ANTT because the difficulty of maintaining asepsis of the key parts is low, the procedural area is small, and the key site, while invasive, is protected by a sterile dressing fixation device. The key part after its placement is the access port or the needleless connector. Therefore, to maintain asepsis, the more efficient standard ANTT is appropriate. So if I understand all of this, when performing any procedure on a patient, nurses need to perform excellent hand hygiene and do the risk assessment question of what are the key parts or key sites and how can I protect them. Don't stress about whether this is a clean, aseptic, or sterile procedure. It's all asepsis. Aseptic technique plays an important role in reducing healthcare-associated infections. We have discussed ANTT and reviewed how important a standardized approach to educating nurses regarding correct aseptic technique is in our day-to-day -day practice. We hope that this information has been useful, and as always, reach out to your local pharmacy or pharmacy nurse with questions or for further education on this or any of our various infusion therapy topics. Thanks for joining.